that time of the week again at the table with Gail. Go with me. Yes. Across the table. Hello. Yeah, across the table and at the table. So hello, Catherine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Now, I'm going to tell the listeners that I gave you a root of rhubarb. Yes. And uh, and I think it was, was it last week or the week before? So last week you did give me some rhubarb. Yes. And um, very, very excited. Catherine said, you know that rhubarb? It's actually sprouted and there's a little wee green sprout coming out. And I was amazed because when I dug it out, I thought to myself, hmm, I don't know whether I can see this actually growing. So she's not only got the rhubarb that I gave her, but also it's going to have lots of lovely rhubarb coming. So I'm really excited about that. Well, I'm Catherine. very excited too because I couldn't believe that I that it had already sprouted. Amazing. That's good. And I'm the so rhubarb pleased. was gorgeous. I've already had that on my porridge. Oh, that's good. Well, in months to come, you'll have plenty. Yay. Right, so we're going to start today, and we've done a sort of a bit of a sweetie day today. Um, not so much savoury, so but I've thrown in one savoury item. But today we've got upside down plum pistachio and cardamom cake, and there's a picture of it, and I've shown it to Catherine, and she thinks it's absolutely delightful. It is. Um, the colour is amazing. It yeah, the colour's so good on this. And yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. So what we're doing is having. Um, 120 grams, which is about two thirds of a cup of pistachios, and three firm plums. And now that's important because you don't want to be cutting up a squishy plum. You stone them and then cut them into thin wedges. One tablespoon of brown sugar, 125 grams of butter softened, one cup of caster sugar, two teaspoons of finely grated orange rind, one teaspoon of ground cinnamon and a half a teaspoon of ground cardamom. And for this, you need three eggs, a half a cup of plain flour, a quarter of a cup of self-raising flour, and a half a cup of vanilla yogurt. And of course, when I read the yogurt, I thought, oh, aren't they good? They're going to serve it with yogurt. Good good people but anyway i found out it actually goes in the cake so you can serve it with cream at the end yeah right <laughs> you okay. and your cream me yep. and my cream anyway what we're doing is preheating the oven to 160 degrees and greasing um a 20 centimeter spring form cake pan and line the base and the sides with baking paper and as i've mentioned before catherine once you've spray it the good old baking paper just sticks to it so it's not you're not sort of trying to crush it and it bounces back out and great that sort tip of stuff. really great, great. Tip. now place the pistachios in a food processor and process until the pistachios um, are finely chopped Arrange the plum evenly over the base of that prepared pan and sprinkle with the brown sugar. So that's your base. Use an electric mixer to beat the butter, caster sugar, orange rind, cinnamon and cardamom in a large bowl until pale and creamy. Doesn't say white this week, take note. Add the eggs one at a time, beating well after each addition. Stir in the combined flour and the yogurt and stir until the mixture is, you know, sort of right, well combined. And then spoon the mixture over the plums in the pan. You've got to put the chopped pistachio in there too. Yes, you do. Did I not say that? No. Oopsie-daisy. Did That's I say why... stir in the flour? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. It's good to have somebody that's another ear because, you know, I'd hate this to be a failure if I <laughs> missed something out. But no, and they're important, the pistachios. When I read it, I thought, oh, they're going on the base. But they don't go on the base. They go actually in the cake. Yum. So there you are. And then I've said add the yogurt and stir. Yes. Now, spoon that mixture over the plums 
in the pan, smooth the surface and bake for one hour. So it's quite a long baking, but note it's only at 160 degrees Celsius, so quite a low oven. And then use the skewer to insert just to see that it's got no little bits of cake on it or, you know, sloppy mix and comes out clean. Set aside in the pan to cool completely. And I think, you know, it's a spring form tin. So there shouldn't be any problem. I do the inversion thing, you know. Oh, I put the plate quite. on the top. Good. Catherine knows all about that. No, no, no. Just, oh, I, yeah. do, I do it. No, sometimes I, uh, I muck it up. But yeah, no, but it's, anyway. It's good. It's well, fun. it is good. <laughs> it's fun. And usually you can sort of glue it together, if it, you know, and put it together. But no, I do that. I stick a, you know, a plate on the top, not a curved one, but a flat plate as, you, as flat as you can. And then just tip it upside down. And honestly, it should just fall out because you've got it greased. You've got the lined with paper and it should fall out. And I'll tell you what, this illustration that we've got looks magnificent. So there you Unbelievably. are. The, the purple, the reds, oh. and then the, they've sprinkled a little bit of pistachio over the top of well, it as well. Yes, you can do that. No, actually, I didn't tell you to do that, but it does. It looks lovely because the pistachios have got that green in them, and so it does look really nice. And cut that up. Mm, oh, yummy. Yum. We're all yes. going to go and make that one. That's right. Yeah, so um, good luck with that. Listeners, now we're moving on to what's next? Porridge buns. I was speaking about porridge before. Right, yes. Well, this is rather unusual, this, mm. because I really skimmed over it. But I must admit, when I looked at who contributed this recipe, and it's a listener's, you know, readers contribute, um, contribute, Tribute, get the word right, to this particular page. And this uh, book that I looked up is 20 years old anyway. But uh, but anyway, I know the person who actually wrote this in. Thank you, Chris. Um, you would have heard my message on your phone. And porridge buns is something that she did um, with her leftover porridge to give kids after school. Um, and they taste absolutely scrummy, and I've got to believe her, but, you know, I don't, I don't know how that can be. But anyway, she said she made them, and if she didn't make them, there was an uproar. Wow. So there you are. <laughs> so this is porridge buns, and I, I, I've got to try this because I do have leftover porridge in my house, and the birds are going to miss out. Uh -oh. So here we go. One cup of cold-cooked porridge, one egg, one cup of sugar, and then just add one and a half cups of flour, two teaspoons of cream of tartar, which a lot of people don't use these days, one teaspoon of baking soda. So there you are. That's the ingredient. Simple as that. Bake at 180 degrees Celsius for 15 to 20 minutes until golden brown. Now, I'm assuming that they go, Catherine, into a muffin tray. So, you know, give those a good grease and uh, you don't want them sticking. Or I suppose, depending on the mixture, I haven't done this, so I don't know whether it's sloppy or it's, you know, uh, could be a little bit firm. So if it is that, you could probably put it on a baking tray with baking paper. But other than that, I'd be doing them in the muffin trays. So give it a go. Know, both give ways. it a go. I guess anyway, it depends on how it comes out and well, when it, you're mixing yeah, it. I know. I know. Yes. Well, mixing it, I think there's um, the cold cooked porridge is be quite. You know, stodgy, be, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess so. so. And with yeah, the depending on how you make your porridge. But anyway, I think you're I'd, safe with your. When I'd you're safe. love you to try it. You know, as this is uh, economical yeah. too, as well. So filling. economical filling and uh, for after school. And look, you could even split them and put a little bit of butter and maybe a bit of honey or or lovely jam in it. Ooh. I think that sounds good. 
Does sound good. Does sound good. So there you are, Catherine. Well, I think we'll give the listeners a break, and I have decided that we're going to go a little bit old school with some song, well, a song, from the Beatles. Ain't she sweet? Because you're talking about sweets. (laughs) Oh, gee, she's brilliant. (laughs) Oh, ain't she sweet? This is going to be a flavour boost for your kitchen. Uh, we're going to have Parmesan chicken tray bake. Tray, not T-R-E as in the French with a macron on it. But oh, you're not being fancy in No, French not life. being fancy. This is tray on an ordinary cooking tray. Oh. So looks lovely. There's a lot of variety in this. And uh, I quite like um, chicken tenderloins myself. So um, this is quite nice. And it's nice and colourful with different coloured vegetables. So we're going to start off, Catherine, with three medium potatoes cut into two centimetre pieces. Now, if they're the lovely, you know, hardly got any skin on them variety, just wash them and just cut them up. Otherwise, if they're the dirty ones that the dirt hasn't come off, well, you know, peel them. One red onion cut into wedges. I love red onion. Two tablespoons of olive oil. A hundred grams of green beans trimmed. I'm not sure whether beans are still around. I think they are. They might be just tailing out yeah, now. Yeah, just coming to the end a bit. Yeah. yeah. And one bunch of asparagus, ends trimmed as well. And 250 grams of cherry tomatoes. And these always look lovely, sort of spread around on any dish, quite frankly. A uh, quarter of a cup of plain flour. One egg lightly whisked. And one cup of... Um, 
grated from a block if you buy your parmesan like that in a block but i don't i buy mine already grated because you know it's a lovely time saver just grab the packet and tip it into the into the cup but um one cup of that which is a quite a substantial amount but lovely for the flavor and 600 grams of chicken tenderloins and a little bit of extra shaved from the block or um, sometimes I buy the shaved or the finely grated and for that to sprinkle over the top and then run out to the garden and get some flat leaf parsley or parsley in your garden because that, that always looks good spread over a dish. So what we're doing now is preheating the oven to 200 so it's quite high. Line two large baking trays and I mean cookie trays, you know, sort of that sort of thing with baking paper. Place the potato and onion on one of the lined trays and drizzle with half the oil and season well. Season well with lovely cracked pepper and salt. Bake for 30 minutes, and that's at 200. Add the beans, asparagus and tomatoes to the tray and drizzle with that remaining oil. And if you feel it's you know, not enough, just get a little bit generous, but don't forget you're in a, in a tray. Or if you've got a large tray with lips, that's fine. But be careful, you don't want it running over and um, that means you've got to cook the, uh, clean the oven. So bake for a further 15 minutes or until those vegetables are tender because you know the asparagus and the beans. Meanwhile, place the flour, egg and the parmesan in a separate shallow bowls I love my little bowls at home because that's what you need for things like this you always need lots of little shallow bowls and I have got a few and I love them for little bits and pieces now coat each piece of um, chicken uh, tenderloins uh, uh, in flour and shake it off put them in and shake it off uh, the excess flour dip in the egg and then in the parmesan to coat this sounds delicious and place on the other tray uh, and spray with olive oil spray and bake for 25 to 30 minutes or until the chicken is cooked through. And the chicken in this illustration looks really delicious. Now, what I would do personally, Catherine, is I'd get out one of my lovely, you know, um, oven to um, table uh, pottery um, long dishes and I would mix that up. You know, I wouldn't yeah. be putting them separate. No, I'd be putting nice. the, you know, just sort of just place that chicken amongst all those vegetables, and I think it would really, really look nice. And then just put a little bit of shaved parmesan over the top, or sprinkle it, and then a lovely lot of parsley, and it uh, uh, looks great. It does look amazing, and I think the flavour will be lovely. Yeah, would with all that parmesan in there or, as well. All that parmesan, it's <laughs> lovely parmesan cheese. I do love. Yeah, excellent. So that's us for that. You've got uh, another soy? I have. Well, that's our only savoury one this week. So um, I've just sort of got went on a bit of a sweet bend Were this you week. craving sugar this week? <laughs> I you? must have been. <laughs> anyway, I sent this off to Catherine and she sent me back an email. I went, oh, yummy. I did. Yeah, so yep. that means that she could be anticipating making it. Yes. Yeah. So this one here is a honey nougat slice and it's chewy and delicious. So um, easy to make too as well, just in a slice tin so uh, we need for this one cup of self-raising flour one cup of rolled oats three quarters of a cup of sugar oh we're on rolled oats we're on the porridge thing again yeah. so anyway that's fine one cup of desiccated coconut 125 grams of butter melted 
and we need, I think, uh, two tablespoons of creamed or the runny honey, and I think the runny might be better for this particular one, but I'm sure you can put it in the microwave, the creamed, and it'll melt in, in seconds. One egg lightly beaten and a few drops of vanilla essence and a half a cup of chopped walnuts or pecans. So there's your main ingredients. So what we're doing now is sift the flour into a bowl and stir in the oats, sugar, and coconut. Stir in the melted butter. Uh, no, not stir in. Stir the melted butter, honey, egg, and vanilla essence together. So you're doing that first, and then you're mixing it into the dry ingredients with the nuts. Press the mixture into a greased and lined sliced tin, you know, same as we said before, just grease it and then line it, and then bake it at 160 degrees for 25 uh, to 30 minutes until cooked. Then cool in the tin for 10 minutes before spreading over this recipe that I'm going to give you for honey icing. So... Mm. I've never heard of honey icing. No, no, but it, it sounds nice, and it goes with the goes with the actual slice itself because there is honey in the slice. So we're combining two cups, and make sure you do sift your icing sugar because it takes a while for the lumps to come out if they do. So combine two cups of sifted icing sugar with two tablespoons of softened butter and three tablespoons of honey. And again, probably I suggest the runny one. Um, and if needed, uh, add a little dash of milk to make the icing of that spreadable consistency because you want it to spread over. And I know when I make my icing sugar, Catherine, I always add, um, I always put the icing sugar in and then I sort of put a very minimal bit of liquid and then mix it around and that's when I put in my butter and I really beat it and it creams into the butter. It's like creaming butter and sugar I suppose um, and it is but of course the sifted um, icing sugar is a lot easier to blend in so if you do that and then just spread that over your lovely uh, honey nougat slice and um, yeah cut it into slices and ready for eating that one sounds like it'd be quite sort of healthy if you're not feeling so well. Well, yes. It oh, is look quite at healthy. it. Yes, it's, it would be quite. Oh, that looks really yeah, delicious. Yeah, it's quite. I think it's not too bad. I don't think it's um, it's not too naughty if you if it's a slice and it's got the rolled oats in it for mm. a start yeah. and coconut. So that's really good and the honey and and, the and walnuts nuts. or pecans. Yeah, they're good for your heart. They are. Mm. Yes, dear. So that's our um our recipes for this week. Well, they're wonderful. Yeah, they're as wonderful. usual. Yeah. Oh well. You know, I just sort of um, try and sort of vary it. But when I'm looking and I come across something and I think, oh, it doesn't matter that there's three sweet stuff and one no. savoury stuff this week. It doesn't really matter. No one's going to yeah. complain. And are you going to try those oat buns yourself? No, no, porridge buns. Porridge buns, I am. Yeah, and I'll definitely try them before next week. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if I can make them fresh enough, I'll, you know, they're always good on the day. I always sort of feel things are yeah. better on the day, especially stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, could bring it in and then we can do the taste tests and uh, relate it to the listeners. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think so. No too. stress, no pressure. No, I, of course not. No, no, but. I'll just make sure I make extra porridge, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Gail, it's an absolute delight, as usual, yeah, having you in. Tempting great. me with all this, these wonderful recipes. <laughs> well, I'm just so pleased about the rhubarb. That's. Oh, blowing my me gosh. away. So 
Good on you. It's grown about, I've got, before we go, it's grown, I would say, two inches in the week that I've put it in the ground. Yeah, well, we've had a bit of rain, I suppose, over this last and bit of weekend. Warmth. And I think, and the warmth here, yeah, no, mm. it's amazing. Fantastic. And good, the horse good manure that's uh, in the oh. garden as well. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. probably why it sprouted. <laughs> Nothing to do with the rain. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. program was made with assistance from New Zealand on air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.org.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand on air.